Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me, Kenton Gibbs, former defensive tackle. Uh, now I'm a deputy editor for SI All Wolfpack, and I'm also the host of this brand new podcast, uh, Locked On Wolfpack. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you today. I can admit I'm wrong. I can do that. I can. If you watch Ken's Keys, if you watch Talking Wolfpack. I predicted against the pack, and I can accept that I was wrong in that this week. So we're going to talk about this week, how I was wrong, why I was wrong. And don't worry, I'm not going to spend the whole time apologizing because we're going to look ahead a little bit to UVA. All right, so that's that's the, what's on the agenda today. That's what we're going to get done. And to be honest, this game kind of put a guy on the map, and y'all already know who it is. None other than y'all QB1, Devin Leary. I mean, he's a bad man. He's a real bad man, and we're going to talk about it in just a few. So in looking at this team and what they do and, and what happened against Pitt, Pitt top 25, coming off three convincing wins, uh, coming off a win against a quality Louisville team, or what appears to be a quality Louisville team that was also ranked in the top 25, everybody thought the Wolfpack didn't stand a chance, and I was in that everybody group. I was in that everybody group, and I own that. I'll own that. I'm not going to back away from that. I'm not going to shy away from that. And not to mention, uh, what everybody was in the group where they didn't have a chance, but the reasons why everybody thought they didn't have a chance. When you looked at Bailey Hockman being the starter for three and a half quarters and being the quarterback for three and a half quarters, when he showed nothing basically the entire game, that was worrisome. That was worrisome. That was not something that I was looking at and saying, oh, yeah. This is no problem. I know that he's going to get it together and the coaches are going to get it together. And bench. I'm thinking to myself, okay, now, I don't want my starting quarterback going out there looking over his shoulder, but also in this situation, in his situation, I don't want my starting quarterback going out there thinking, regardless of what happens, I'm going to be the starter because that first half was as bad as bad can be. And regardless of whether he was playing, looking over his shoulder or not, Hockman stunk up the joint a little bit. Let's just be honest with ourselves. Let's call a spade a spade here. So, you know, that's whatever, whatever. But now, let's talk about Devin Leary and those big body receivers that the uh, Wolfpack have. Emeka Amizi went nuts. Devin Carter did his thing. Kerry Angeline is turning into uh, one of the better tight ends in the ACC. And if he continues this type of production, especially in the red zone, I don't know that he can stay out of the conversation for a possible Mackey. And I know, I know a lot of people are listening to this and thinking to themselves, oh, yeah, we're we're great now. And, and did it. let's not have an overreaction Monday or Tuesday as this is. Let's not have an overreaction. Let's just talk about the game and what happened. Devin Leary, if you would have told me that Ricky Person, Bam Knight, and Jordan Houston would combine to average well under three yards a carry. I would have looked at you and and said the Wolfpack win. I would have looked at you and said you were crazy. I would have looked at you and said, okay, yeah, sure. They won the game because Pitt walked off and decided to forfeit at some point. Because the way the NC State's passing game looked these first two weeks, it was tough. It was tough. And Devin Leary definitely gave a, a great glimpse of hope at the end of the Virginia Tech game. But as we all know, when you watch football teams play, it's always easy to move the ball and matriculate down the field when your opponent has let up off the gas a little bit. When your opponent has decided, you know what, 
it's cool and all to, to go all out, but right now we've got a lead. We've got this win, the heads of the bar. Let's just get out of this game healthy. And that's the mode that that uh, Virginia Tech was in. So to me, the numbers that he put up against Virginia Tech, while pretty good, they the numbers told me he's the starter going forward. That's what the numbers told me. But the numbers didn't tell me this offense is going to be just fine. This offense is going to be something serious with him. This offense is going to go for 350 yards, uh, almost 350 yards through the air, four TDs, no picks, against the Pat Narduzzi coach team. That's that's not what the end of the Virginia Tech game told me. And again, if you saw this coming, if you foresaw this coming, kudos to you. Kudos to you. You're better at seeing the future than me. You might be a soothsayer. You might have a little bit of clairvoyance in your blood because this 28 to 44, 336 and 4 TDs, impressive to say the least. So now we look at the, we look at what happened in the first half there, and we look at the offense moving the ball well at times, and then them allowing Pitt to put up some uh, decent offense and put up a little bit of numbers at times. Other than the first play, though, the first play where there was, oh, I'm sorry, the second play from scrimmage, where you had a pit receiver running wide open down the field with nobody near him. Other than that, the defense did a great job for pretty much the rest of the first half until the last two drives of the first half. So that, to me, again, that's that's pretty good stuff, if you ask me. Pitt did move the ball between the 20s a lot. But what NC State did an amazing job of, they bowed their necks at just the right time. And they took advantage of the fact that Pat Narduzzi has an image of that Pitt team in his head that does not exactly jive with reality. The image in his head is a team that we got fourth and two on the two-yard line. We can go ahead and go make the, go score a touchdown against NC State, who's been a little porous against the run earlier in the year. The reality of that offense is NC State got a goal line stop. And the, what ended up being a field goal that would have won this game. A field goal difference that would have won this game. The Wolfpack won 30-29. That field goal makes it 32-30. So, you know, that's that's kudos to NC State. Kudos to the Pack for taking advantage of that. I'm never going to downplay uh, a, a great win, which this was. This was, as many people like to say, a program win. The Pack are now 2-1 and one on the season. Now, when I look at this game... Um, the the only a lot of people are talking about the defense is their big concern and, and all this and that and to be honest defense is doing serviceably well in today's college football that's enough for me that's enough for me against Pitt they were not amazing by any stretch of the imagination but they were serviceably well they did enough they did enough Kenny Pickett is a big time quarterback he did his thing but they held, uh, they held Vincent Davis and uh, Daniel Carter and – I'm sorry, they held Vincent Davis and Todd Sibley Jr. and those guys. They held them to basically nothing on the ground. I mean, they're leading – the leading rusher for Pitt was Kenny Pickett. And he only averaged 2.7 yards per carry on 15 carries for 40 yards. So I'm all right with that. I'm not concerned as much about the defense. What I do know is – all of the penalties that Pitt gave up in just the first half alone, there was over 100 yards of penalties in just the first half alone. So what that tells me is 
they gave you, they basically spotted you a touchdown worth of yards in the first half alone. We're not talking about the second half. We're not talking about any, the, the entire game. The first 30 minutes of this game, you were gifted a touchdown by Pitt playing undisciplined ball. And this is not me saying, oh, NC State didn't do anything to earn those. Throwing the ball deep against the Pat Narduzzi coach team, you know you're going to get some pass interference calls. You know you're going to get some DBs that make some undisciplined plays that are going to put you in a good position to win. Kudos to Coach Doran. Kudos to Coach Tim Beck for taking advantage of that. There's no way around that. So now, as I said, going forward, my biggest concern is this running game. And granted, they probably will not see a front like Pittsburgh's again for quite some time. When I look at NC State's schedule and I look at the guys that they got coming up, UVA is a very solid team. They are solid up front. Uh, they can do some good things up front. But I don't think that we're that State's going to see another group uh, that's that's quite like that's quite like Pitts up front. Looking at their schedule for the next few weeks, you got Virginia next week. They're going to be tough because of the discipline and, and how Bronco Mendehall's got them coached up. Good, great, whatever. You got Duke. Duke has not looked like anything special. Um, Duke performed well against Virginia Tech, but still, that was Virginia Tech's skeleton crew. And even if you say, well, that Virginia Tech skeleton crew whooped the wheels off NC State, they whooped the wheels off Bailey Hockman led NC State. They did not whoop the wheels off, and I don't believe that they would whoop the wheels off of uh, uh, Devin Leary led NC State. You've got number eight UNC, who, you know, I mean, they're in the top ten. Congrats, kudos, but they're not world beaters by any stretch of the imagination. Defensively, they're pretty good, but they're not world beaters. They're not guys that I just can't see it. You got Miami after that. By then, they should already be back to uh, what what their rhythm is as far as the run game goes. And, you know, at that point, I'm expecting them to be performing a little better. And then from there, you've got a bunch of easier games coming up. But the fact of the matter is that for at least three weeks, they're not seeing anything that's close to uh, that's close to this pit defense, and this is all you're always going to have uh, a tough time trying to be out physical or 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 just trudge and run over a team that's as physical and as uh, aggressive as Pittsburgh. But at the end of the day, you got to be ready to handle um, those bumpy rides sometimes. And if you're looking at state, a win is a win is a win. Let's let's be honest with ourselves and and say hey. NC State was predicted to finish in the bottom half of the ACC, the bottom third, actually, I believe, by most outlets. So when you get a win over a top 25 uh, team in conference on the road, you take that win. You don't care how it comes. You don't care if it comes with nine turnovers. You don't care if it comes with the running game not rolling. You don't care if it comes. But it didn't come with most bad things. It's just the running game was looking pretty pitiful. And they, they need to just – it's just a few missing parts. But you know where you would never be missing parts? If you went ahead and went to rockauto.com. I mean, Rock Auto's got everything that your car will ever need. They have uh, engine control modules, brake parts, tall, uh, tall lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door at rockauto.com. I repeat, rockauto.com. That's where you need to go to take care of all your car needs. 
So now, when we look ahead to uh, UVA and what State's going to have to do to get a win against them, Devin Leary and these receivers play great. There was, and, and really, I know that I talk about, I've talked about Devin Leary a lot, but honestly and truly, the receive—excuse me—the receivers need to take the brunt of this, this celebration for this uh, win, because at the end of the day, yes, Bailey Hawkins—I meant uh, Devin Leary—put the ball in good spots for the receivers for a lot of this game. But the fact of the matter is, those receivers went up and won one-on-one balls constantly. They found a way to come back to the ball. Constantly, they found a way. To, no matter where the pit defender was, they just they just found a way to catch it. There were only a few uncontested balls that I saw this game. Uh, that especially those that went for either big plays or touchdowns. I mean, you got one uh, post pattern or one end to Devin Carter that looked like it uh, was going to develop into something that was ended up being a 20, 30 yard catch. But other than that, most of the other big plays they were tightly contested, and NC State receivers won those one-on-one balls. And so when you look at it, you've got Emeka Amizi who led with seven over 100, with seven receptions, over 100 yards, two touchdowns, 6-3. He played like he was 6-3. He played like he has a huge catch radius. And anytime you get that out of him, that's, that's, you can't ask for more than that. And then you look at Kerry Angelon. And as I said earlier about Kerry Angelon, he is quietly turning into one of the better tight ends in college football. He is quietly doing so. If you look at what he's done so far this season, his body of work, you can put it up against the vast majority of tight ends in the nation, and they haven't performed much better. And he's done so playing really one and one one game in one quarter with a quarterback that I feel like, hey, he's the, he's the guy or he's a guy that I, I know I can trust to put the ball where it needs to be. Other than that, he has not played three, four games with a quarterback that is a dynamic playmaker, that's a difference maker, that you know he's going to put it up real high where your 6'7", 250 frame can go catch it and go be away from all of the safeties in the corners or whoever they have checking you because if it's a little guy, they're too little. If it's a linebacker, they're probably not the best in coverage, so you you can find your way against them. Kerry Angela, more power to him. These, these guys have got to do it again. So when we look at going forward, what is it going to take to beat uh, to beat a well-coached UVA team? And I've said well-coached plenty of times about UVA, but Bronco Mendenhall really does have them playing great football. He's got some pretty good athletes over there, but more than anything else, they don't beat themselves. Even looking at the Clemson game, in which they just kind of hung around and hung around and hung around, what, what allowed them to do that was the fact that they didn't beat themselves. And, you know, one of my uh, position coaches in college, he always used to say, just make the offense do it right again and again and again. These guys are 18 to 22. Just don't beat ourselves and make them do it right again and again and again. And most teams couldn't. This Virginia team is not by any means a great world beater. NC State has no chance type of team. But what they are is a team that's going to make it hard on you because they don't beat themselves. They did not have anywhere near the horses in the stable of a Clemson. That's that's not arguable. There's no metric that you can produce to me to tell me, hey, Clemson and UVA's players are in the same realm because da 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 No. 
No, other than the fact that they're in the same conference, that's pretty much where the similarities stop and start. But other than that, and I know that you're thinking, well, 2014 wasn't that close at even at halftime for those two teams. But at one point, that I believe they got to 24-17, number one. And number two, the fact of the matter is, holding Clemson to 24, when you look at what that team has done historically in this conference, when you look at the fact that Travis Etienne rushed for, and this is just inside the tackles. Last year against Georgia Tech, he rushed for nine, he rushed nine times for over 200 yards and two touchdowns. And just inside the tackles. We're not talking about anything that he hit to the outside. So seeing a team like that with the number one pick in Trevor Lawrence and you hold them down, I'm, I feel like that's a pretty decent team. I feel like they did all that they could for as long as they could to stay in the fight. But at some point in time, you just got to acknowledge, hey, they're the national champs for a reason. They're a great team for a reason. And if you look at the uh, interception by Anthony Booth Jr., that was one of those moments where they showed it, uh, that, that one-handed pick in the corner, because Lavelle Davis has been great for uh, Virginia all year. He's been great for Virginia all year. But in that moment, Booth went up and said, this is why I'm a five-star and this is why you must. That's That's what happened there. So, yeah. So going forward, what is NC State going to have to do to beat UVA? In order to be UVA, Devin Leary has to come out and be the Devin Leary that he is. Just be the player that he is. Don't start reading your press clippings. Don't start thinking, all right, I'm going to throw up every 50-50 ball loosely and wildly, regardless of the cup. No, 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 no. Just be you. Be yourself. Find the guy underneath, and that's, that's going to be a great thing for them. Uh, but what they also have to do is reestablish this running game. Find their running rhythm back because it's going to be a long day if you try to beat UVA with one thing uh, defensively. And again, this defense is not a group that's going to overpower you at any level. You're not going to look at them and say, oh, man, that defensive line, oh, if we, if we let them pin their ears back, then Devin's going to be in trouble. Mm, not really. But this offensive line, I'm not really – that concern. You're not looking at those DBs saying, oh, man, how are we going to get open? There's no way. Or that linebacking core, oh, man, they're going to uh, put Angeline on Alcatraz. He's not going to get open at all. You don't look at this team and say that. But NC State still needs to, uh, at the end of the day, keep Devin Leary being who he is. Just keep running your offense how you've been running it, but, but reestablish that run game. Go to the run game early. Go to it often. And even if you're not having success, Keep piling it to keep them honest because at this point, early in the season, it looked like, especially after that weight game, it just looked like, hey, this is who NC State is. Three red shirt seniors on the offensive line, a freshman All-American and Icky. This is this is who this team is going to be. This is who they're going to be, and that's they're just going to run the ball down everybody's throat. They're going to be more physical than everybody, and that's how that's going to work. Against Virginia Tech, we saw that is not going to work against everybody. That's not going to work against everybody, and that's all there is to that. We saw that against Virginia Tech. And then next week comes Pitt, and even in a win, we still saw, okay, teams are going to say, we will take away, we will allow you to have one-on-ones on the perimeter, but we're going to take away this run from you. We're going to take away the thing that we believe you do best. Now go beat us. And Devin Leary has shown, I'll go beat you. So, again, 
letting everything be what it is and letting the players be who they are, that is the Wolfpack key to success. Making this running game a focal point, even if it is not going excellently, even if it's not going tremendously, that's the bread and butter there. And on defense, I mean, bend but don't break seems to be uh, the, the theme that they have going, and they that's what they need to keep going. At the end of the day, when you when you have a defense like theirs that even this early in the season, Don Ingram, Don Tayshawn Smith, Don Ingles is is seems to be pretty banged up and, and doesn't seem to exactly be a hundred percent, had to uh, be taken off the field multiple times, but came back every time and made plays. But still, he had to come off the field multiple times due to injuries of some sort. When you got Peyton Wilson as well, who's missed a game because of injuries already. This is a team that, hey, they they need to, to realize we're not going to be dominating and just uh, world stoppers up front or um, at any level, really. But we can bend and not break. We can make this offense, keep everything in front of us, don't allow the big play, and make this team have to beat us over and over and over again, which, you know, I don't think that Brennan Armstrong and, and, and company have a problem with that over there. I don't think they have a problem with the slow, methodical drive thing. But still, that's going to be better than saying, hey, we're going to attack them at all angles and we're going to leave those guys on the perimeter on one-on-one island. Dunlap performed well last week. The corners from NC State performed well last week. But I don't want to put them in a position of, hey, it doesn't matter what our health is looking like. We're going to go and we're going to attack and we're going to play downhill and we're going to trust that our DBs can hold up against whatever uh, the receiving core of Virginia has. Because like I said, the health is just is too big of a problem. It's, it's much too big of a problem. So we're going to jump back into what the Wolfpack need to do um, going forward to beat UVA. And at the end of the day, they need to realize this thing is going to be a war of attrition. And I know that you don't want to hear that with a team that's already a little bit banged up. But this is not an unwinnable war of attrition. This game is not going to be a battle of the big plays like it was against Pitt. It's not going to be that. It's not going to be who can throw the most uh, jump balls that are going to be won. It's not going to be that. Because I be I very strongly believe that Bronco is, is going to say, hey, front seven, I need y'all to contain the run and make them have to do it over and over and over again, and we're going to give our corners a little help. We're going to give our corners just a little bit of love because this team is coming off of a, a very bad – that Cavaliers team is coming off a 41-23 loss, but it's a 41-23 loss to the number one team in the nation. So when you look at that, that doesn't really that doesn't really scare me and say, oh, man, they're going to be down on themselves. They're going to be defeated. They're going to be – you look at that, you look at that loss, and you say to yourselves, hey, they're, they, Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick for a reason. Travis Etienne is probably the number one back on a lot of people's boards for a reason. Um, these, these guys are who they are for a reason, and that's okay. That's all right. We'll live with that. But, uh, again, when you look at this team and you look at the guys who are – when you look at that Virginia team and you look at the guys who are um, – who are – the, the leaders and who are the guys that are supposed to make it happen, honestly, I can tell you, there's there's no doubt in my mind this team is definitely beatable. This is definitely a team that NC State can get a win off of. One of the healthiest bars in the game right now, Built Bar, is absolutely... We hear the term delicious and nutritious all the time. 
but Built Bar is a personification of it. I mean, they are, they, it absolutely tastes great, 18 different flavors. And at the end of the day, you can't get much better than, than their uh, protein to carbs ratio. It's, it's absolutely amazing. And you'll get a free cooler while supplies last. Uh, you'll get a free cooler with a purchase. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the co- promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Once again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off BuiltBar.com. Hey, as the old Southern preachers say, I'm almost done. I'm almost closing this thing out. So we, we're going to talk just a little bit more about uh, what what Virginia, what state can do to beat Virginia, and we're going to keep it pushing. And again, um, let me let, actually, let me say this for the first time all day today. Let me say this. As a long-suffering Lions fan, as a former NC State player, as a, a guy who, you know, a Detroit sports fan in general, I can tell you, I'm I'm used to uh, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of losing. I'm not saying the state's gonna lose this game. I'm not saying that because I I need to do a little bit more digging, a little bit more looking before I, I come out with my best prediction here. Because I, I really hate being wrong. I, and again, again, let me apologize one more time for being wrong. Let me apologize one more time for picking against the red and white of NC State. I. I did not see that coming. I did not see Leary playing that well coming. But he showed why Doran declared him the starter way back in March, way back before spring ball even got canceled, why he was the guy. He showed it. He showed it. And there's there's no arguments. There's nothing that I can say or do to say, hey, this is, the, you know, I, I still don't believe in Devin Lee. I still, no. No, doing what he did against the pit defense that didn't allow more than three points in the second half of any game so far this year. And granted, Pitt has not played world-beating opponents, but still, Pitt has not allowed more than uh, three points in any second half this year. So at the end of the day, NC State going out and putting up, I want to say it was uh, 13. I mean, at hey, you you live with that. You live with that and you recognize that is great ball for NC State. But like I was saying, great ball for NC State, meaning fans, Wolfpack fans, I need y'all to manage your expectations a little bit. And I know that everybody is understanding of what this team is now. I, I'm glad that everybody has a better understanding of like, hey, this team isn't going to be a uh, complete and awful dumpster fire. But also, like, we're not going to lie to ourselves and say this is the year that we're going to be dark horses in ACC. Keep this management of expectations going, and guess what? They may pull something off and surprise you. They may pull something off and – because I'm going to tell you, I was pleasantly surprised watching that game. I was very pleasantly surprised watching them in that fourth quarter march the ball up and down the field against Pitt. I was very su- – when the when the pick six got called back because of roughing the passer, you know, um, during player availability, there was a lot of NC State players saying, we're a whole new team, we're a whole new team, we're a whole new team. And my charge to them was go out and prove it. Because everybody can talk about changing, right? Like your your wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, whatever you have, 
they can talk about whatever their worst habit is, right? If they leave the toilet seat up constantly, just leave it up all the time, and it's just it's just like killing you. They can talk about getting it changed all the time, but do they do it? Do they go out and do it? Do they finally start putting the toilet seat down consistently? They can talk about not clipping their toenails in bed no more, but do they actually do it, right? So when I look at this NC State team, when they said we're a whole new team, we've learned how to bounce back from adversity, we've learned how to take the losses, how to take the lumps, that play was definitely a very big turning point for them because at that play, previous NC State teams would have packed it up, they would have packed it in, they would say, all right, that's it. That's enough. But this team here found a way to still gut out a win after that. When at times it looked like, all right, Pitt's got it. They're pulled, they're, they're going to pull away now. They've got it. NC State battled back, battled back, battled back. When it was the final drive of the game and everybody was saying, or or everybody was thinking, oh, here comes some NC State stuff. Here comes that that back-breaking turnover. Here comes that just that killer at the end of the game where somebody drops a wide open pass. It did not happen. Devin Leary placed the ball where it had to be. The receivers made the plays that they had to make. The uh, tight ends made the plays that they had to make. And at the end of the day, we see what the result is. If they want to repeat this result against Virginia, run the ball, keep running the ball. And after they do that, Realize who you are in the passing game and accept it, love it, live in it. Peace and love, y'all. I'm going to be back here five times a week. So every single day, come on back. I'm going to have former players. I'm going to have former coaches. I'm going to have current players. I'm going to have current coaches. And then, of course, you've got me. You've got the wonderful, loving, sweet soul that is me. So keep on coming back, and I'm going to keep on telling you what I think NC State needs to do across all sports, not just the revenue generators, not just football, but that's just the season we're in right now, across all sports. Peace and love, y'all.